Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. That's the wonderful thing. When God opens your ears and you hear his word, and you do not turn away from his word, then you are truly blessed. You are truly blessed. Amen. title of my message is we've been talking about this is the year of positive change. And I'm adding to that, to that, into the Garden of Eden realities. Everything in life changes. There is nothing that stays the same on this earth. Everything changes. Everything will change. You're born and you begin to change. At the time when you were born, you look like daddy before long. They, they can't tell anymore. You're looking more like mommy. <laughs> That's the way life is. Everything in life will change. Everything changes. But what we want for 2016 is positive change. Change goes, it goes either way. You have negative change and you have positive change. We don't want the negative change. That's taking us down. We want the positive, uh, we don't want negative, we want the positive change. That's what we want for our life. And God's behind positive changes in our lives. There are two forces on earth that control what happens to you with regards to change. Two forces on earth that will control that. The force of sin and the force of righteousness. Sin will cause you to go the negative way. Will produce Negative changes in your life, whether you like it or not, is going to happen. It may not happen overnight when you've just done something wrong, but if you continue in it, the negative change is on the way for you. Righteousness is also in the same way. We read in the scripture this morning, Isaiah 55, uh, 58. Righteousness, your righteousness will go before you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Why? And their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. So your righteousness can protect you. So righteousness can produce positive changes in your life. Two forces. Sin and righteousness. But our righteousness is not good enough. We need God's own righteousness. And God is gladly, God is gladly giving us His own righteousness. And I thank God I received this righteousness and you received this righteousness when you accepted Christ into your life. No man can take that away from you. And there is no righteousness anywhere in the universe that's better than the righteousness of God. Another way to say it is the law of sin and death. There's a law that produces Death. Death to your marriage. <laughs> death to your finances. Death to everything. He's the law of sin and death. But then there is another law. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. You can find that in Romans chapter 8. You can find that there. So that's an, another thing. Another way to look at it is the law of love and the law of selfishness. So you got both 
understand? And they will produce changes in your life. Love never fails. Love builds constantly. But selfishness destroys, produces negative changes in our lives. So sin is the major force that will produce negative change in a person's life. But this year, and I would read in Ezekiel, please understand, every member of our church, if you're here this morning, please open to the book of Ezekiel chapter 36 and read the whole chapter. God has a lot to say in that chapter. Let me give you something here. Sin is sin in the mind of God. If you're going to sin, you're giving a certain, a certain, maybe a container for your sin. And when you sin and you continue to sin, a time will come when it's, your cup is full and something is going to happen. The problem is you never get hurt from the very beginning. It's way down the road. Now, Adam and Eve were in Eden. Sin will change your circumstance. Everything was in Eden. God's presence was right there. They could fellowship with God. Nothing was missing. Nothing was broken. They had no need. No sickness. No disease. They were not even afraid of death. They didn't have to worry about what to wear. The glory of God was all over them. The sin separated them. Sin brought that change to their lives. And then they were driven from life. From their paradise. The Garden of Eden was paradise on earth. And sin took them out of the Garden of Eden. Sin has a way of just removing us from there. And so Satan is constantly tempting us for no other reason but to get you out of God's comfort zone. That's all he's doing. He doesn't care about what you do. He knows if you continue with that, and if you don't let God come in, one day that sin is going to get rid of your life. So he does that. You know, God was saying to Abraham in Genesis 15, God said, look, your children are going to be slaves somewhere. And I'm, that's just a holding place for them. Yet they will suffer, but that's a holding place. But I'm telling you, Abraham, I have a land that is flowing with milk and honey. And the Amorites, they live in that land. But I cannot drive them now. They are sinning, but their cup of iniquity is not yet full. So for 400 years, they continued to sin, and God was waiting for their cup of iniquity to be filled. And once the cup of iniquity was filled, God said, it was time now. Now I'm going to drive them out of the land. That's an evil change. It took 430 years for that to be accomplished. And then they were driven out of the land. You remember in Genesis 18, God came down to be with Abraham. And he said, look, I've some, some stuff, I've been getting some reports from Sodom and Gomorrah. There's some report. I'm going to go into that place to find out if their cup of iniquity is full. And if it's full, we'll get rid of them. That's a negative change. So there is always a time. When it's full, God will react. And, and the earth will do something about it. I found out that God, as I studied, 
I found that the God has concern for the land as well as the people. He prepares the land for the people. He prepared Eden as paradise for the people. When they do stuff, the first thing is the land suffers. And then the land will reject the people. Even the children of Israel, when they were in the promised land, and they were acting bad before God, and they did their own thing, and didn't care about God, they had all kinds of idols. And sure, we have a lot of idols today. A lot of idols. I'm sure for the younger generation, when you talk about pay phone, they're going to ask you, what do you mean pay phone? What was that? They don't know what that is. You go to church these days and people carry a, a full Bible, you know. We carry our Bibles. And these kids come to church with their cell phone and the Bible is in there. That doesn't look godly to me, excuse me. <laughs> but the world is changing. The world is changing. And you can see the focus is directed away from God. And people are more involved in their own things that they are involved with. God, they don't think God anymore. If you go to the airport, everyone is, they don't talk to one another anymore. Everyone is doing this. Have you seen them? Even in our families, you know, we're doing next. No one is talking. That's what's happened. The world is changing. Knowledge is increasing. But the children of Israel, they did wrong before God. And guess what? When God was tired of it and the land was tired of it, God drove them out. He drove them out. And when they turned around, he brought them back. So sin can actually cause negative changes in our lives if we continue in that. Let me read this scripture to you. In Leviticus chapter 18, verse 25, it says, For the land is defiled. The land is defiled. Therefore, I visit the punishment of its iniquity upon it, upon the land. So, that's a funny thing. God is visiting the iniquities of the people upon the land. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, and forgive their sins, and what would heal the land. God says, I will visit that iniquity upon the land. And guess how the land will respond? And the land vomits out, what? It's inhabitants. Just like Eden did. And that's the negative part of it. But what I want to focus on today is more on the positive side of it. When God, when you become a child of the living God, and the way God sees you, even when things are difficult, even when you have acted badly and of course problems to yourself, God can still come in and bless you and do good to you because you made a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. You made him your Lord and Savior. He, that mark of his son upon your life is never forgotten. God said, I have engraven you on the palm of my hand. I will never, never, no matter the circumstance, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will always be there for you. And that's what I believe for the Ark Fellowship for 2016. God's going to stand up for us and bless our church 
and bless the people. When the people are blessed, then the church is blessed. But I'm believing God for a great blessing upon our church this 2016. I want to go into the, story, the, the life of the children of Israel. How God dealt with them. And to show you how good God is to us. Especially those of us who are called by his name. If you're here this morning and if you have not really made a commitment to Jesus Christ with all of your heart, I pray God will open your eyes to see what you're missing. What you're missing is, is you, you just, you're missing life totally. Because of the love of God and the power of God behind those that love him. And his jealousy for them. His fury in them when they are hurting. Even when they've caused the pain on themselves. How God loves. The children of Israel, they are done things wrong. They left the land. Because of what they did. You can read in Ezekiel 36. And they were being punished for what they had done. Sometimes we suffer because of what we have done. Sometimes, I mean the wrong things we have done. But sometimes we suffer because we are doing right. People mock at you for being a Christian. They wonder, you know, if God's in his life, how come? If God's in the life, look at his children and all of that. And you know what's going on. And you're troubled by this. The children are not living right. You're worried. What's going to happen? And your believers, they see it. And you're concerned. I'm a child of God. How come all this happening to, to, to me? But I tell you, when God drove them out from Israel, the nation started talking. They started whispering about, look, they all have heard about the God of Israel. All over, that it wasn't a secret. They knew about the power of the God of Israel. They knew about the God that delivered them from Egypt. And all the miracles. They talked about Read the Old Testament. They knew about it. And so when they were driven out of the land, they knew God gave them the land. Now they were no longer in the land. And they were, the, world, the, the nations of the world began to speak. And God noticed. And God called them. You can read in Ezekiel 36 verse 3. He called them talkers. They're talking and slanderers. And he says, they are slandering my land and my people. So now I am mad. Amen? He forgot about what they had done that brought them to the land. God was more concerned about what the people were saying about his people and his land. He was more concerned about that. You know, the love God has for the honor of his name and for the honor of his people is as strong as death. Songs of Solomon 8 verse 6. Read it. God's jealousy for his people when you are hurting and can't eat especially when your fam people, family members who are not believers and those that don't know Christ, and they begin to speak secretly, not in, to your hearing, they think they are doing it in secret. God hears it, and it hurts him. 
And he says, I'm going to fight. You can read Ezekiel chapter 36. God says, look, I'm going to swear now. I'm coming down and I'm not doing it for just the people because you guys didn't do right. But for my name, for my name, I'm coming down. I'm going to fight for them. I'm going to bless them. That's what our portion for the Earth Fellowship 2016. Amen? Thank you. That's our portion 2016. And, and I believe this with all of my heart. I've been living it and I'm praying it. Just like Daniel said, I found from the books, I you know, understood by the books. In the book of Jeremiah, this is what happened. Yes, I found out from the book that no matter what's happening to you, when we find what God has said, and we're coming towards some of the things he said, I can hold on to that and say, God, look, you said it here. Amen? Amen? And you cannot lie. You will both bless our land, the Ark Fellowship. I, put, I insert the Ark Fellowship there. You will both bless our land and our families, according to your word. Uh, not for us, but for your name. Amen. For your name's sake. I feel like shouting, okay? <laughs> I'm excited. Because there is a God and you do it. I want you to believe with me today. Sit still. Like the Bible says, be still and know. You just wait and see what God's going to be doing. Uh, if you don't want to be a part of it, it's too late. You've, you are here now, you're hearing the word. Amen. God said he's going to do it. Let me read in Ezekiel chapter 36 from verse 20. It says, when they came, please understand this. How God, we think differently from God, okay? His ways are so different. I had understood the scripture so differently. When I saw this, I couldn't believe what I was reading. When he talked about people profaning his name, I thought the children of Israel were going out saying bad things about God. That was not the case. He's different. Listen. He says, when they came to the nations, in other words, when God drove them out from Israel and they came to the nation, wherever they went, they profaned my holy name. So you think, well, the children of Israel were the ones profaning his name. He says, when they said of them. When they said of them. When the people, the talkers and the slanderers began to speak about them, God says, that's how my name was profaned. Amen? You see, the people started talking. These are the people of the Lord. And yet they have gone out of his land. In other words, they're not prospering anymore. They're not enjoying the promised land anymore. But they caused it. But it doesn't matter whether you caused it or Satan is persecuting you for doing what is right. God, God heard it. Whatever is being said. And to me, for the Ark Fellowship, this is the year we are entering into the Garden of Eden realities. We will enjoy it. So there are some realities in the Garden of Eden. We don't have to go back to the Garden. We don't have to go to Iraq and find the place where the Garden is. But we can enjoy the realities where nothing is missing, nobody's sick. God can do that for us. God can do that for us. God can do that for us. You know, I'm very grateful to God. I don't boast. I'm very thankful to God. 
I cannot recall the whole of last year. I don't recall even having a cold for the whole year. And I know it's not my doing. It's not my doing. But I take the communion every time I have time. I brought some communion to my home and put them there for my children. Nobody, I don't, I won't talk to them. Please go there and take something. Because there's power in the word of God. There's power in the word of God. The people were talking. These are the people of the Lord and yet they have gone out of the land. They were mocking at them. But then God says, but I had concern for my holy name. (laughs) That's what's bothering me now. They are talking about them, but that's my name. They are called by my name. You are called by his name. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your family, everybody, your friends, they know it. If they don't know it, remember what Jesus said. I believe it's Matthew 10 verse 32. If you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. If you are ashamed of me before men, then I will be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven and before the angels. But if your friends and your neighbors know you believe in the Lord and they say anything about you that's negative, he hears it. Amen. And if it's not good, he's not happy about it. Amen. This is good. This is good. For you, it may not be as good, but for me, I'm, I'm jumping inside. I'm telling you, I'm jumping. It's really exciting. Because there is a God. Amen. God is. You may not believe that he is. I'm not talking to this crowd. I'm talking to them over there outside. Yes. But he is. And God is still at work in people's lives today. And God can change your situation. What you have struggled to build in 50 years, you have not been able, God can do it overnight. One night, God can finish the work. And one thing I've come to know, when I see the hands of God in something, I can stay with it. Even if it's not looking good, everything God starts, He finishes. He's going to finish it. He's going to finish it. God said, I am concerned for my holy name. When anything, you have a setback in your life, you have troubles with the kids, (coughs) excuse me, you can't pay your bills, whatever it is that is giving you trouble, that's visible, God says, I'm concerned for my name. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to do something about it. I'm concerned for my holy name, which the house of Israel has profaned among the nations wherever they went. How? Because the people saw them, their situation, and they were talking. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake. I do not do this for your sake. O house of Israel, but for my holy name. God will bless you this year, knock you over, fill you with spiritual desire that you could be wondering, well, I don't know why I love to pray these days. It's a miracle, amen? I don't know why I love to read my Bible. I can't wait to get to church. Can I hear an amen? I just love God. Yeah. And God's not doing it for your sake. He's doing it for His, for his name. And we're coming to that. We're coming to that. He says, I'm doing it for my holiness sake. 
which you have profaned among the nations wherever you went. In other words, we'll go back to what they were doing. The nations were talking bad about them. And God says that they profane my name because of what they are saying about you. That's negative. So God's going to fight for his name. In verse 23, And I will sanctify my great name. In other words, I will set my great name apart. They're not going to bring down my name because of what they see in your life and they're talking about it. I will sanctify my great name which has been profaned among the nations, which you are profaned in their midst. A nation shall know, and the nation shall know that I am the Lord. See, says the Lord, when I am hallowed in you before their eyes. In other words, I will bless you, they will see it, and they will change their tune. I will be hallowed in you, they will see it. They'll change their tune. That's my portion for 2016. Can you say that with me? That's my portion. The, the unbelievers, your family members, everyone, your co-workers, uh, they've been, maybe they've thought things, they never said anything, uh, but before the year ends, they're looking at you and say, we know the Lord is doing something. In you don't look like you are that smart. You look, God's doing something here. Amen. That's what God's going to do. We can say it with our mouth. The Bible says you can proclaim a thing and God will establish it. God is going to establish it. So that's what we're doing. God will do it for us. Let me let you know this. No matter what you've gone through. Oh, my time's gone. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> but God's going to do a continue next Sunday. <laughs> so if you enjoy the message, please come back. <laughs> okay. Waiting <laughs> for next Sunday, no? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But the thing about this is. God created the world through words. Words very powerful. What I'm speaking, I'm believing with all my heart. And I know without a doubt, I'm going to see it. I don't have any doubt. I, many, all these years, I've been very invested in what we do, especially in the beginning of the year. But this year has been very different for me. I've really focused on this. And I have a lot that I want to share with you from this Isaiah, Isaiah, I mean Ezekiel 36. Please study it yourself. There's much there for us. Everything that is desolate in your life is going to come alive. After Isaiah, I mean Ezekiel 36, the next chapter, you guess what? Is the dry bones coming alive. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's the next chapter. Everything that was dying in your life is going to come back alive. Whatever people have said about you negatively because of you trusting God, but things are not going, God has a time. I believe the time has come. And things are going to be well. All the desolate places, we are going back into the Garden of Eden. Amen. That's where we're going. Paradise on earth. You remember what Jesus said? Pray this way. 
Thy will be done on earth. That's heaven on earth. Paradise right here. That's his will. That's his will for us. And we're going to experience that this year. Amen. Let's just sit back and watch what God can do. God will come into the scriptures. You don't have to even struggle about how you live. Because God in this same scripture says, I'm going to do that for you. Not for your sake, but for me. I will make you righteous. I will make you keep my ways. <laughs> I will do it. You study, study that scripture. God says, not for you. I'll make you do it, but it's for me I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it for my name. So that the nations will hallow my name when they look at your life. God said in the same scriptures, I will never let you suffer the reproach of famine again, ever. Ever. Because famine, once, is a reproach in the sight of God and comes against his name. And he says, no. Not for the Ark Fellowship. Can I hear an amen? amen? Not for us. So get yourself ready. I know this beginning of the year, we make New Year's resolutions. I don't go with that. I stay with the book. Go into the book. Find where it says. Like Daniel, I understood by the books what God has said. And I'm going to stay with it. No matter we walk by faith and not by sight. No matter the symptoms, no matter what, I'm staying with what God says. Amen? Bow your heads with me this morning as we close. It's good to have every one of us here, every one of you here this morning. The number one thing, the greatest honor that you can give to God, according to the scriptures, is to turn your life over to Him. If you look at it, you just got here. This world has been here. You just spent a few years here. You don't know everything about the world. You need a guide. You need somebody to be there with you. And God himself, he's the ancient of days. He's been here. He knows everything. You need him in your life. Make a solid commitment to him today. That commitment is not you that's going to guard that commitment. He will help you to stay with that commitment because of his name. But you accepting him today, you're saying, I want to be part of your family so that when something is happening bad in your life, God takes offense at it so that he fights for you to bless you. Until you put yourself under his umbrella, he cannot do anything for you. Today, you can make that decision. At the count of three, all you have to do is raise your hand. I want Jesus to be my covering today. The Lord of my life, my Savior. That's all you need to do. If you do that, heaven will have a record of it. And God will never forget you. Because he says, I will write your name on the palm of my hand. All heads bowed this morning. At the count of three, you want Jesus to be the major, the, the major part of your life. The greatest thing in your life. The number one person in your life. You want to come under his umbrella. 
at the count of three, please raise your hand. I'll see it. I want to pray for you. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Put your hand. Thank you. I see those hands. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. You see, not only did I see your hands, God and his angels saw your hand go up. And what you've done this morning, when you lifted up your hand, you honored God. And I'm telling you, God's going to honor you in a special way. If you are from a family, maybe they, they all don't know this Jesus properly, the way that he should be known. God is going to use you as an example in your family. Because he will be invested in your life. You belong to him. You are not like everybody else. Everyone pray with me this morning as we pray to invite Jesus into our life. Every one of us. Join me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. You gave your life for me. And today, I'm giving my life to you and for you. Write my name in your book of life. I want you to be the Lord of my life. Thank you for being the Savior of my soul. In Jesus' name, Amen.